welcome to Word Alive Broadcast with Ricky and Sherry Blevins. We believe that as you listen to today's message, God's Word will come alive in your heart to help you obtain victory in every area of your life. I want to teach you today on the subject of being the temple of God. Yesterday I taught on being in the household of God, but also we have to understand that we're not only of the household of God, but we are His temple, that He lives in us. Amen? 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 16 through 17, it says, Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him, for the temple of God is holy, and which temple you are. Now what he's saying here is that God lives inside of us, and he is one with us because the Spirit of God dwells in us. When you become born again, the Spirit of God came and set up home inside of your heart. We're a part of the household of God, as I taught yesterday, but we're also his house, his dwelling place, his temple. Is that right? And he wants us to act like he lives in us and not do things that he doesn't like. <laughs> Sometimes we grieve the Holy Spirit because we quench him or do things that we shouldn't, but we need to understand that our body is also the temple of God. And understand who it is that lives inside of us. The Holy Spirit. That's awesome, isn't it? To think that God will live in us. When you become born again, the Spirit of God, we are born again in the nature of God. We have the Father's nature. Because the, the Spirit of the Father and the Spirit of Jesus lives inside of us. We have their nature. We have their thoughts. We have their mind in us. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, it says we have the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ is the Holy Spirit living inside of us, which will never leave us. It will only, sometimes, it won't, the mind of Christ won't leave us, but sometimes we'll ignore it. Is that right? We'll ignore that. But we need to pay close attention to that leading and that unction and that anointing on the inside of us so that we won't walk in anything except what the Holy Spirit wants us to and let him lead us in life in every area. Is that right? Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 19 and verse 20 as well. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? whom you have from God, and you are not your own. For you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Now we're, household, we're members of the household of God, but we're also temples of the Holy Spirit. So he's saying here, glorify God in our body. That means don't do things that we shouldn't be doing with our body. One thing is overeating. I have to deal with that myself sometimes. My wife, she's on me a lot about overeating because I like to eat. <laughs> That's one thing. You can destroy your body if you're not careful by overeating. 
but you can also destroy it by undereating and not eating the things that you need to. But also the thing that he uh, he touched on in this area was sexual immorality more than anything, didn't he? He wants us to live as though our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And glorify him in everything that we do with holiness. He wants us to live a life of holiness, a life of righteousness, a life of completeness. That doesn't mean if you do sin that he won't forgive you, but he wants us to strive toward that goal. It doesn't mean we're going to make it all the first day because there's not one person on the on this planet that hasn't sinned or not going to sin. Don't matter if you're a Christian or not, you're going to sin at one time or the other. Uh, otherwise, you wouldn't need Jesus. That's the reason he shed his blood, saying, I know that that flesh is going to come in and rule at one time or other, and it's going to take over, and then they're going to do things that are wrong. But it doesn't mean you're not forgiven, and it doesn't mean he won't forgive you, but he's saying strive toward that. Work your way toward that. Say, Father, help me. Help me to overcome the things of the flesh, and not to, and let me walk in the fullness of the Spirit. Is that right? 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and 17. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. We're joined to the Lord and we're one spirit with him. I remember in North Carolina, I uh, got born again there in the New Covenant Church. My pastor is Phil Edwards. And he taught on the subject of we're one with Jesus. And we're one with Christ and the body is one. I got such a revelation on that. I walked out of the church, couldn't talk to anybody. I'm going, this is awesome to know that God is one with me and I'm one with him. I'm going, wow, this is, it's, it, it overwhelmed me. I'm going. So I had some friends I was riding with that day and they said, you're okay? I said, yeah, I'm okay, but I'll never be the same again. Because that revelation on the inside of me, I'm going, God is one with me and I'm one with him. It, I was going, this is the most awesome thing that I know I've ever heard in my entire life. To think that. I thought, well, I'm saved. I'll make it to heaven. But I didn't come into the understanding of who I am. And God wants us to know who we are and who he is in us. Now think about it like this. The God that lives inside of us, it says we're one spirit with him, right? The one that created the heavens and the earth lives inside of you, the creator. The one that did the work. The father said, let there be light, and there was light, and the Holy Spirit performed it, and there was light. The one that lives on the inside of you. We have that creator inside of us. We have that pure love on the inside of us. We have that greatness living on the inside of us. It says, greater is he that's within us than he that's in the world. And we need to start walking like it. Is that right? Act like it's so. Walk like it's so. Talk like it's so. Be like it's so. Is that right? Let's, let's go to Second Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 14 through 18. Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness, and what communion has light with darkness, and what accord has Christ with Belial? Or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? 
And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are all the temple of the living God. As God says, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Verse 17 says, Therefore come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean and I will receive you. I will be a father to you. And you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. That's awesome, isn't it? He's saying, okay, if we are born again, let's not go out here and and act like we're not. Separate ourselves from the things that are not right. Separate ourselves from the things that are not holy. Separate our things from the world. And walk like we are children of God. It doesn't mean we can't have anything to do with them or that we don't love them, but we don't act like them. And we don't do the same things that we used to do. Is that right? He says, I'll be their God and they shall be my people. Come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Let's look at uh, chapter 7 and verse 1. It says, Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. He's saying, let's cleanse ourselves from all these things. Let's love our husbands and wives more than we love ourselves. Let's walk in, and walk in righteousness and true holiness. Is that right? Treat other people the way you'd want to be treated. Cleanse yourself from all filthiness of the flesh and the spirit. Perfecting holiness. That means that we are of the household of God, so that means that there's no place for that stuff anymore. When I became born again, I used to... I, they used, people used to tell me to quit cussing because I'd cuss so much, and I'd say, well... I don't want to quit cussing. But after I became born again, the very second, I didn't do it anymore. And I couldn't stand to hear somebody do it. Because of him living inside of me, I'm going, I was cleansed by the Spirit of God. I was cleansed from all my sins. I knew I was completely different. Born again, I'm going, I don't want to do those things anymore. It means that we don't want to, and therefore we should not. Is that right? He wants us to walk a walk with him, a walk that's right with him, a walk that's a narrow path. Loving our wives more than we love ourselves, like Jesus loves the church, and our wives to respect us as the word of God says to. For children to walk in fellowship with God and to walk with him and not going out here doing all the things of the world and letting him bless them and put them into the place that they he wants them to be and then you'll walk in the fullness of what God wants you to have and then your life will be complete because all anything that you do apart from God or away from God the only thing it does it destroys you I know from my past life, before I got born again, all those things were destroying me. I I was walking in complete defeat because of the sin in my life and all the things that were going on. And as children of God, we shouldn't be walking in those things. We need to cleanse ourselves from them and walk away from those and say, I live in God's house now. I'm a temple of the living God and I don't need those things anymore. Is that right? 
1 Thessalonians 5, 4 through 5. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. We're not of the night nor of darkness. It says that we are no longer of the night nor of darkness, doesn't it? So what does he say here? When Jesus comes back, it's not going to overtake us as a thief. So we need to walk as sons of light. In him, there is no darkness. There's only light. And the light comes in and it shines upon the darkness and it exposes it, doesn't it? So the word of God, if we stay in the word of God and, and in prayer and with the Father, it's so easy to get rid of all the things that try to hinder us in this walk with God. But it takes spending time with him, spending time in the word and doing the things that God wants us to do and asking him to help us. If we need the help for overcoming anything, he is there for us at all times to help us through every situation. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you would like to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can contact us at our website at wacba.org. If you would like to contact us for prayer, to give, or any other reason, you can do so by going to our website, wacba.org, or by mail at Word Alive Church, P.O. Box 3067, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma 74013.